Hello and welcome back to your new favorite podcast, MMR Talks. I am, of course, same with me, your host, Antonio Wakaweli, and I'm joined today by an overall good guy, good guy, one of the one of the best guys named Steven that I know, Mister Steven Shlomo Bo. Shlomo, how you doing? What's going on, dog? Welcome back to MMR Talks. It's good to be here. I know. I apologize. Uh, We were supposed to record last Sunday, but you know, the weather was not on our side. It was pretty pretty snowy. And there's really not much we could do about it other than, you know, do it by phone. But who the, who the hell wants to do that? And uh, we got we got a very we had a very informative guest today. Young man, who, introduce yourselves to our, our worldwide audience. How's it going, everyone? I'm uh, Michael Shanahan. And I really appreciate you guys having me on. A.K.A. Mikey Moneybags over I know, I was going to say, Michael, <laughs> what, what, what do you do? How do you make your money? Well, I like to uh, diversify into a bunch of things to make money. But right now, I mostly make money in real estate. Ah, uh, the mar- market market market's hot right now. Hell yeah, yeah. Not a lot of supply. Not a lot. Of, there's ton. From what I've heard, tons of demand, low supply. So sell high. Big facts, <laughs> right? Big facts. Uh, there's a lot of vacancies. It can go either way. It just depends on the area, really. I gotta mm. talk to my agents. So uh, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have one. They're just trying to sell you high to get more money. Sell high. That's the way it goes. And baby. Uh, live. Live life. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, guys, uh, what's up? How's uh, everybody been? I know, um, like I said, we were supposed to be here last week, so uh, maybe anything interesting happened. Actually, today is, uh, it's for you guys, it's not, but for us today, it's St. Valentine's Day, and we're spending with the ones we love, you. Big facts. <laughs> I woke up today, looked over at Scoob, who did a big stretch. I'm like, Scooby, you are my Valentine. He doesn't have a choice. So <laughs> there's that. But uh, yeah, man, life is good. We got uh, all kinds of new things in the mass music radio universe, new DJ sets, new podcasts, all those good things. New MMR talks as well. Oh, yeah. We're, we're hot. Jazz hot, baby. <laughs> Mike, how's it going? Things are going well. I actually uh, recently got a new girlfriend. So oh, love Valentine's, is in the air. Uh, the morning with her and now I'm now I'm here to talk some finance. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah just just rub it in. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't give a shit. That's wonderful. <laughs> I, I do want to say I had a pretty rough night last night. Uh-oh. It's, uh, I, I don't, I'm not embarrassed that often. Everybody here knows that. But last night, what a, what a damn embarrassment. What happened? Poor Antonio Walkwell. So- I decided to treat myself for what would eventually be Valentine's Day. You know, some people celebrate the day after, some people celebrate the day before, because, you know, you got to compete with all these reservations, all that. Mm-hmm. I'm single anyway. This shit doesn't matter. But I wanted to cook one of my favorite meals. Ah. I wanted to have, should I say an English or English, uh, an American accent or with a French accent? French. Yeah, French for sure. I was going to make a chicken croton bleu, which is uh, one of my favorite dishes. You guys know what it is, right? Yeah. No. It's like chicken with cheese in it, kind of. Yeah, it's chicken croton bleu. Is, it's chicken with ham and Swiss. Oh, okay. You roll it up, and you can cook it in their various ways. The recipe I saw was you had to fry it. And on the side, on the side, <laughs> on the side I was going to have a nice speckling of aligot, which I'm pretty sure is how they would pronounce it. I haven't, I have not had it when I was in France. I'm not sure if I'm welcome back there. But what that is, it's a potato puree mixed with a cheese. So kind of when you scoop it up, you see those strings from the cheese just mm. come down. So that was the plan. A whole whole French evening. I went to go make it, and I will say, what a disaster. Uh-oh. It was an absolute disgrace. Did you follow a recipe, or you're just going off the top? Well, you know what? I did go up, because I made it once before, like seven years ago. How old am I? Oh my God. How did it turn out that time? Better. Better. Edible. <laughs> 
I like how he, said, he didn't say good. He was just like, eh, yeah, better than this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no, literally just the, the oil was too hot. Uh-oh. The chicken was, the proportions were off. Like, you have to pound it practically flat so you can roll it up. Pause. The proportions were off. I freaking, cut the oil, oh my, literally, the oil was too hot. The the crust, like the crust, you know, like the breadcrumbs, black. Bro, you left it in way too long. I wouldn't like it. I cut it open. Oh my God. It was, I was literally looking, I cut it, I did the cross section, and I was expecting, you know, melting cheese and nice singed ham. I was practically cutting into a sandwich. Everything was cold, and the chicken was raw. No. Damn, son. Like, if, if Gordon Ramsay were in the room with me, he would be like, give me a jacket. Give me a jacket right now. And as I go to give him my jacket, he'd go up and ship me in the stomach. And you know what? He'd have <laughs> had every right to done so. That would probably be my favorite episode of Kitchen Nightmares. So I think this just goes to show if I I cannot cook my favorite meals because, you know, I have such high standards that sometimes I can't deliver. Like Eggs Benedict, that's a bitch to cook. Chicken Cordon Bleu, leave it to the professionals. Yeah. Uh, Duck à la range, leave it to the professionals. I'm not going to do it. It doesn't, it's not going to discourage me from trying in the future, but you know, I was uh, pretty embarrassed. And you know what? I had an ulterior motive as well. Because I bought the ingredients. Like, I, I, I you went. You spent all that money on that and it came out like trash. Well, the thing was, uh, I was, I was <laughs> oh, smart. Awful. I was smart about how I was purchasing things where I only bought what I needed. Like, I went to the counter at the supermarket and I said, I only need a half a pound of ham. I only need a half a pound of cheese because, you know, I, I was trying to save money. Did you even eat any of it? A single bite? You tried it all? No. Well, you know, um, I did have some of it. It was. You get food poisoning? I was so worried because I did have to go to the bathroom a Uh-oh. lot that night. Uh-oh. But, uh, you know, I think it was uh, unrelated. Well, it sounds like you wasted all of that money on and I was a trying to subpar save meal. Now, that brings us to a great point. The main topic for today, saving money. And uh, wasting it on food is a, big, is a big part of my budget. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't even say wasting because, you know what I'm saying, I don't cook like, you, like, like Antonio does. I go out to beautiful restaurants. Oh, beautiful. Even honestly, not some not so beautiful restaurants. I'm in McD's like two or three times a week. That's a good point. And let me ask Shlomo and Mike this: Would you describe yourself as like a like a big spender, or would you say you're? <laughs> I don't want to say cheap, but like frugal. Hmm. Like you're conservative with your money. Like I only spend when I need to. How would you describe yourselves? I think I would consider myself a really frugal spender. I try to only make big purchases when I'm investing into something. So if I am going to make a purchase over a thousand dollars, I'm trying to think: Is this going to further my education? Is mm-hmm. it going to help me with my job? Is it going to make me more money in the future somehow? So I try to be really frugal, but I also fall victim to spending too much money eating out. Oh, I think big that's facts. a big I problem would- today. I would say I'm kind of like I'm 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 with you on that. Like I'm not like, oh, I got I got a brand new Gucci belt and this brand new uh, <laughs> Valentino or whatever. Like I'm not I'm not too crazy about that. Like I really don't spend that much money. Like the stuff I spend money on is ridiculous and stupid that no one would want. But I don't want to call myself cheap because cheap still has cheap is the c word of money. Just cheap. Yeah. Like I just remember that ep- the episode. Of, there's an episode of Seinfeld where George he's trying to date this girl and Elaine's like, well, she doesn't like you because you're a uh, frugal cheap she thinks i'm cheap (laughs) he freaks out yeah here's the thing as someone who has been broke many times before and hopefully never again but i've been broke in my life during certain moments when you you know you don't have much money to spend i'd say i'm very frugal i'm smart with my purchases and then i'll get to a point i'm comfortable you know what i'm saying and then i get to my big baller mood where i'm like yo i kind of like this like 
you know, if I, if I get a little money up, like, yo, we're going out to eat. We're going to have a wonderful time. You want some champagne? Like, word. <laughs> Throw it on the credit card. We'll deal with that later. You know, it's just, I think money is just paper unless you spend it. And, uh, you know, with that being said, I, I'd say I still have a, a good sense. Like Mike said, if I'm going to spend any significant amount of money, I try to make purchases based on longevity. Like, how long am I going to use this item, uh, whatever it is? So, you know, I'm looking around the room and like a lot of the, the large purchases that I've made in the last five years is equipment, mm-hmm. stuff that I use every single day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but little stuff like I'm not a big uh, fashionista, like Antonio said, I don't get no Ferragamo, <laughs> Burberry. I mean, you see me rocking clothes, 98% of my wardrobe is clothes that I produce. Yeah, you know I was going mean? to say, it, it all comes from here. Yeah, it's either mass music stuff or like some of my friends' brands. But um, granted, it is high quality stuff. Oh, that's facts, man. That's facts. And uh, for, if you if you have really good hearing, uh, let me apologize. I think uh, people are playing uh, basketball outside. That's Michael Jordan. He's uh, he's getting some reps up. Yeah, he, he didn't want to come in today. He, he personally doesn't like me. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you guys... Uh, what are you guilty of spending a lot of money on, like needlessly? Like, like you know, do we want to say waste money? I mean, technically, yes, it is wasteful because you could be using it for something else. But you know, is that the everyone's giving me a look where I think I'm? I think I know what it, is. It this? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I was. I mean, is it reefer? Marijuana? No. no, I don't spend too much money on on reefer. That's uh, a marijuana on the flip cigarette. side, I spend a good amount of money on on liquor. Um, okay, you know, I like to drink like semi decent bottles of liquor. Um, responsibly, of course. Of course. Liquor, and the thing with liquor is it has um, longevity. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, if you don't not open a, it, yes. Not in my cabinet, no. It's it is, it's it's an expendable resource. You know what I mean? It goes, it, as soon as you get it, it's gone. And you know what? You can cook with it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I have never actually mixed in any liquor with like what I'm, what I'm chefing up, but it sounds disgusting. I have a little. <laughs> you know what I mean, like pour some henny on your eggs or something. Well, people put like cans like of beer in their and stuff. Yeah, people put uh, cooking wine. That's yeah, that's different. People put cans of beer in their chicken. I don't know how that works. Like I don't in I don't, with the chicken. Yeah, if you guys are from a place, part of the country or the world that does that, feel free to let us know how that happens because I'm not entirely sure. To me, it doesn't seem feasible to put a aluminum can inside of a chicken while it's they cooking. They don't put the whole can. They probably pour it over the top. Yeah. Well, I saw... Well, maybe, you know, maybe there was <laughs> a picture of the can Yo. that they put in after it was done cooking. But I, can I give a little advice to everyone who's out there? Uh, if you ask a restaurant to cook out the wine or, like, cook out the whatever alcohol, they actually... It's practically impossible to completely cook out all the alcohol. So, just a heads up. Reminds oh. me of the rum ham from uh, Always Sunny. Where yeah, he makes the rum episode. ham. It gets hammered. Hammered. Oh, <laughs> gets hammered off the ham. Are you going to say, See buy it there? I thought you were going to say, oh, so someone buys a bunch of ham. Like, you buy ham? No, he soaks the ham in, in rum. I've heard about that. Mike, uh, what, 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 are you, what are you buying? I think to go back into just spending money on food, that's probably easily my biggest problem. Yeah, me I, too. Like Shlomo, I eat out way too much. And not only that, I, I fall victim to getting a lot of DoorDash. And DoorDash, oh, okay. the fees are really expensive. So it definitely um, it adds up way too quick. And I, I think if I were to get more groceries, I'd be more equipped to saving. Oh, but some people, they buy the groceries and then they end up throwing them out. Yeah, that, that does happen a lot. A lot of food does go to waste. And at least when you're getting with DoorDash, you, you tend to eat it all right there. Right away. That's yeah. the plan. And uh, that, that was my thing too. Like I eat out more than I should because the thing is 
Cause that's you know that's why I wanted to do my little my little experiment. Like, why go out when you can cook at home? I think the main la- the main I almost said it the main factor in it all is labor mm-hmm. and time. When you go out, you'll get it within. A, if you go to a restaurant, you'll get it ten fifteen minutes. When you go to a fast food restaurant, you get it ten fifteen inst- seconds instantly, practically instantly. So why? Oh well, I'm gonna ground my own beef and I'm gonna season it and I'm gonna I'm gonna bake my own bread and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the griddle and I'm gonna. I'm always making fun of chefs over here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm he's not. He's salty that he fucked up his meal and he's like uh, Damn. a little bit, a little bit. But you know, in the in the matter of time and money, which in this life there's very little of, that's what some people would think. Yeah, it is a pretty good trade-off because you obviously you gain a lot of time when you're not constantly cooking and going out to grab groceries. Obviously, you spend a lot more, but sometimes if your time's worth more than that uh, amount spent, it could be advantageous for you. Another thing too, a lot of people don't know how to cook. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I wonder who. <laughs> Here's the thing, <laughs> and if Chris Cross listens to this, he's gonna talk shit. But like, I know how to cook. I don't cook very often, but when I do, it's a, it's it's so much fun, bro. I put some music on. I'm saying you get the vibes right and uh it's truly enjoyable cooking for other people because then at the end of the day i'm saying you serve the plates and then you just get to enjoy it man uh, something great about just cooking a meal with people or cooking like solo dolo being the head chef is fun but i truly enjoy cooking like with somebody you know as either like a sous chef type assistant or even being the head chef having someone there cutting up whatever you need them to cut uh, I cook with my mom pretty often, which is nice. I needed a sous chef last night. Had I had like a like a little help, things would have turned out better. I needed a sous. <laughs> chef. I needed a sous chef. I want to ask you guys what, to your recollection, because I know we talk about how we're pretty fru- pretty frugal. We're very cautious and conservative with our money. What is the most expensive thing you bought for yourself? Mm. Like like I'm buying this for me. Like you you treat yourself. Let's see. Uh, you can go ahead, Mike. You know. Well, I think the most expensive thing I bought was probably my car. I got a Q50 Infinity to, uh, 2016. I told I you, it. no brands. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it uh, about two years back. And one thing I did do is I didn't buy it new. I bought it used to try to save a good amount of money. Uh-huh. You can get a low mileage car. It's Hell a good yeah. way of saving money without having that brand new price tag and driving off the lot and instantly losing like three thousand, four thousand. Oh yeah, off the value of the car. So. And did they tell you who was murdered in the car? <laughs> no, I for the price they should have. <laughs> right. I will. I will say um, because I don't buy so much. I really try to remember what was the most expensive thing I bought for myself. Realistically, the most expensive thing that I bought for myself was a college education. I'm still paying that off. But <laughs> uh, the most expensive thing that I bought for myself to enjoy, where it's, I think I talked about it on the show before, uh, when I turned 19 years old, when I was but a boy of 19, I treated myself to go see Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. Oh, wow. And I sat like in the practically in the front row. I didn't want to sit in the front front row. I sat under the chandelier. Do you know, uh, Mike, about Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, I've definitely heard about it. So in the show, the chandelier falls and rises during the show. And I sat, I made it where I sat, right under it. So I was paying to see the show and to be right under it. So if the thing actually malfunctioned, that was the way you wanted to go out? What a way to go. Right. What a way to go. And they go, well, he was a big fan of the show. (laughs) I I think because I was was in New York at the time. A lot of my friends have been like, we told him not to go. We told him not to go. But that that cost me. I thought it seemed like. When you when you when I was at the time when I didn't have a job and I was just a broke college kid, yeah. At the time, that was a big purchase, but now I can probably that's chump change to you now. Well, yeah, it's just chump dollars, but <laughs> chump single dollars. 
Uh, Shlomo, what's the most uh, expensive thing you bought for yourself to enjoy? Oh, man. Was it a little uh, destination away with this guy over here, or was that a business trip? Uh, that was a business trip. James and I went to Puerto Rico. That's what he's referencing. Uh, no, that was that was somewhat business, but uh, other than my car, like Mike said, um, there's two large purchases that I've made. One was the sound system that I have in the studio, uh, which was pretty expensive. And then the other one would be probably Scooby. He's pretty expensive. Had to go pick him up from Ohio. So it was a little bit cheaper because, uh, you know, Golden Retrievers in New England are very, like, su- like stupid expensive. But they're beautiful. Oh, they are. And then, I, um, I no, that's not what I look up. No, I guess the most Sharpay. recent expensive purchase I made, uh, I bought myself a chain for my birthday. And uh, I went to Jared. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I was, uh, it was a tough time. Like my mother had COVID and I, I got exposed. and I, My test was like the day after my birthday. So I, like, I didn't know if I had it. So I, I was just chilling by myself all day. With, well, I was chilling with Scooby. You know what? I'm gonna go treat myself. Went to the jeweler, got myself a beautiful chain. I was feeling like a million bucks. Well, there, where, there you go. You felt like a million bucks. It didn't cost a million. Almost spent like a million bucks. Oh, well, sure. It felt like a million bucks, but it was worth it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Looking ladies. Fresh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now, uh, this here is courtesy of wonderaggressive.com, and it is the top 10 biggest waste of money. Of course, we're going to talk about them, debate them, and see, maybe cost talk about why they cost so much. So... One of the things that they said was uh, college. College. <laughs> it says uh, the biggest waste of money. Well, I, well, uh, Value Penguin by Lending Tree says that the average uh, year of college, tuition wise, I'm sure they're only talking about tuition, is uh, 27,000, no, excuse me, 20,770 for a public university and 46,950 private university. Now, if I, what the way that I interpret this is, I personally think. Education is a very valuable tool. Right. I think it is very good to be educated. And that's why I have been fighting for more people to be educated from K to 12 and up. That being said, I think specifically the way that college is run now is they're, 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 they're trying to bring in a lot of people. They got the best school. They got the best sports arenas. They got the best faculty. They got the best locations and all that. And they, they build themselves up. I think someone said that it was kind of, it was practically a academic arms race where they're trying to make their school, these school to be at. Mm-hmm. And because they're spending all of that money, that money's got to come from somewhere and it's got to be passed down to students. That's one thing that I'm thinking. And also, some people, they take out loans. Right. And a lot of people who have these loans don't even finish college. So a lot of these folks are stuck with these $20,000, $30,000, $40,000 loans, 5 6% interest. Well, as of, as of right now, it's currently zero. But And a lot of them can't pay them off because, you know, job market stinks. Here's the thing. I think uh, for me personally, college, when I went into school, it, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to go for business. I want to make money. I was like, yo, I'm a hustler. Like I want to make bread. I want to do the right way, you know, learn business tactics and everything. So all the schools I applied to were business related, except UMass Amherst. My sister, she did my application. I was like, I'm there's, I have a 0% chance of getting into Eisenberg school of business, which I shouldn't say 0%, but I didn't have a very good shot. Let's say 15. So I let her handle my application and she applied for the school. She was in communication studies. And I got in and after weighing all my options, I was like, yo, I, I loved UMass Amherst, toured it. 
And throughout my four years there, like my very first class was like the early days of radio and broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, joined the radio station. You know, you go through the trials and the tribulations of like, can I afford to come back next semester? You know, I went through all that stuff. But, you know, with it, with that being said, after taking loans out and then, you know, figuring it out along the way, um, for me, it, I don't see it as a waste of money at all. Uh, you know, just the the relationships that I built the experiences that I had, you know, at the end of the day, I have that degree. And like Antonio said, a good amount of people don't finish school. They may not have that degree, but you can't let that, you know, take away from those other aspects of your experience, your your relationships you've built, the places you've been, you know what I mean? The opportunities like you presented. The networking. The network, yeah. And it's like uh, everyone's path is a little different, but I don't see it as a waste you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm on the same boat with Antonio where if you're investing in your education, you're, you're essentially investing in yourself and it's not a guarantee. It's not like, you know, if you go through the ranks, you get your diploma, congratulations, we have a job lined up for you. No, like maybe back in the day, that was how it is. But now it's like, you have to network, you have to schmooze, you have to do everything you possibly can to get that job. And if you don't, you need to build it. That's kind of what I did. Like I, I just built it on my own, took years, but here we are. It can be it can be discouraging. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when you have that weight of shit, I owe 30, 40, 50, 60 plus thousands of dollars, right? You just want to get a job. You just want to start paying it back. But, uh, you know, that weight, you can't let it cloud your judgment, you know? And I have friends who a lot of like, I shouldn't say a lot, but I have a few friends who were in school, maybe for the wrong reasons, you know, like I was blessed to figure it out along the way. But, uh, you know, I, I've seen a few people who maybe were just doing it because their parents wanted their, their friends are all going to school. Oh, you know, I'll just take uh, classes for whatever, very general gen ed stuff. And then after a while, they realize, you know, their their heart isn't in it. They're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to, I'm dropping out. And then it's like, all right, well, you still have that money that you, that you took out. So uh, having a direction is, is key with school. Yeah, just to speak a little bit on that, I think a big part of college is making sure you find something you're passionate about before Mm -hmm. you're willing to spend all this money. And I know a lot of people, like Shlomo said, they're kind of pushed into it by their friends or their parents or peers just trying to tell them, hey, everyone goes to college. You can just come on along and figure it out along the way. And a lot of people do that. But for a good majority, that rocky trail could be a little too rocky and then they just get off the beaten path and are unable to finish college and then they accumulate all these huge tremendous debts and now they're set back even farther than if they were to just originally join the workforce and they have all this debt that they is constantly gaining interest on and it just almost becomes unpayable at a certain point so just make sure when you do look into college you you make sure you're really passionate about what you're going for well here's the thing it's also it's such a hard thing to ask a kid right at at 18 like hey what do you want to do what do you want to study because you can even take your gen eds but like you get to a certain point like i think it's you know spring semester freshman year where they're like hey like even if you're undecided like what do you want to do you know and you have like a a year and a half two year window of like really you got to figure this out like rather quickly Mm -hmm. um I remember like learning about the Israeli system where like from 18 to 22, I don't want to say it's mandatory, but like the majority of their, their youth goes into the service, right? I thought it was mandatory. Yeah, Uh, I thought it was mandatory I mean, you know, there's ways that if you really, really don't want to go, but it's like- Oh, you have to be like wicked, wicked orthodox. Well, not necessarily that, but you know, there's ways around it. But 
the thing is, is like over there, that's the norm. You know what I mean? Over here, the norm is like, you know, I, I don't want to say 100% go to college because a lot of people don't. But the norm is like, all right, high school, college, job, whatever, right? Over there, they go, they get military training. They have, you know, they have their certifications and everything. And by the time they're 22, then they go to college. Mm -hmm. And by 22, I mean, I was like, I pretty much knew I wanted to do radio broadcast and DJing. So like starting college at 22 makes a whole of a lot, whole hell of a lot more sense than 18. But who knows? And you know what? Uh, I um, what was I going to say? Even when I was in college, like I kind of had an idea of what I was going to do. But like halfway through, I figured out that I sucked at it. And uh, my <laughs> professors were like, they didn't tell me to quit. They encouraged me to quit and do something else. Oh, my God. That's why I went from because originally it was going to be like broadcast technology with all like the big the buttons and screens and all that and i sucked at it so now i'm writing producing Hell but yeah. i will say and we can we can all talk about that we can t uh, attest to this college may may not be and is not for everybody because i know some people i, w I don't want to say like they because it is stressful it costs a lot of money it is in theory a risk because now because of the way that things are structured now when everyone goes to college because back in the day Practically no one went to college. And then when you had like, like oh, here's my degree in architect. Whoa, we got to hire yeah, him. We got a hot He's one of the here. 80 people in the state that went to college. But now because everybody's going to college, you know, everything's saturated and it's a lot more competitive now. Some people, uh, they are just encouraged and it's not, and it is a viable alternative, just going to the workforce. Right. You know, learn a trade. They make bank and they're always working. That's true. Toilets are always broken. <laughs> people need to have- Shout out to our plumbers real quick. Yeah. People need to have lights in their house, in their apartments, in their in their office buildings. Hell yeah. They're immensely useful. So they say college is the number one waste. What's the... Uh, well, that's not the... Uh, well, the, the way that... I, the way I wrote it on, it was A, B, C, D. I don't know how it's ranked. But uh, it's funny. Another one is fast food. <laughs> now, Colby College, shout out to Colby College, wherever you are. They, they studied that Americans spend $1,200 a year <sighs> on fast food. Damn, it's like a bro. month of rent right there. That's true. Uh, yeah, you could probably double or triple that, and that's probably what I spent. <laughs> <laughs> Those McDoubles ain't cheap. And you know what? This is a whole side note. We went to McDonald's in Weymouth the other day, oh, and I was pissed, bro. I get to the window, I order my McDouble, I order, you know, James got, uh, he also actually got a McDouble, some spicy nuggets, Classic. fries and a drink, easy as can be. We get or to the it? window and I ask very politely, could I actually get some barbecue sauce for my, you know what I'm saying, for my food? And she goes, that'll be 27 cents. I was like, And this is after you paid. Yeah. I was like, yo. And first of all, I, I was upset. I'm like, yo, 27 cents for the barbecue sauce? Like... I can understand if I was like, let me get like five or six, but I just asked for one. I was upset, bro. I'm like, yo. And mind you, I said, nah, forget about it. Yeah. And then they actually, they messed our order up. They gave us McChickens there. So I had to go back around. I was pissed. In, not including the 27 cents. I, uh, I definitely spend a lot of bread on fast food. I do too. More than I should. Including fast casual. Chipotle. Chipotle well, that's what they call it. Fast casual. It's fast casual. It's a whole new new industry. Does Chick-fil-A fall under that fast casual? Uh, do they have a drive-thru? Oh, they do. Uh, no, fast food. Oh. I feel like fast casual is more like uh like like five guys and Yeah. And uh like if there's no drive-thru and it's kind of like Quidoba. You know, yeah, yeah, Quidoba, Moe's and Chipotle and all that. You know, we're no we're no restaurant expertise. We're restaurant critics. Mm. <laughs> but um yeah, I yeah, like you you spend 
Oh, yeah, you do. You're a DoorDash. Yeah, I spend way too much on fast foods. And when I DoorDash it, too, there's an extra, what, $5 in fees and uh, like a tip for the driver and all that. So Well, they, well, they got to live, too. Yeah, definitely. And <laughs> I think they should actually get way more than what the DoorDash gives them. The, all the service fees just go right to DoorDash, and then you tip them on top of that. They should be paid and also get a tip. You know who's worse than DoorDash is Grubhub. Ooh. <laughs> And you know who's better than all of them? Quincy Eats. Go download Yay. the app. Quincy Eats, the absolute best. And uh, you know what I'm saying? They're putting on for the local businesses. You got to save, uh, save our restaurants, I'm man. looking at this list right here, and the next one on the list is jewelry, and I'm definitely guilty of that. Really? Oh, well, yeah. yeah we, just we, had a whole, we had a whole conversation about that. I don't know. It so, says $647 a year. Yeah, according to uh, that's an a That's on an average, yeah. I have never bought a piece of jewelry in my entire life. I can say that too. I've never bought a piece of jewelry. All of my jewelry really? has been inherited. Ah, that's um, good stuff. I like to buy it for other people too. I do. I, I do remember. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Uh, when when I was uh, in a relationship long, long time ago, I would always just look at the rings just to see how much they would cost and just gauge like, okay, let's say around. I don't. I I don't remember. They cost uh, like. 18 to 27,000, not 1,000, 100. I don't know. Ladies, tell us. I think of Michael Scott when he he gets the ring for Holly and he's like, like, he's like, yeah, you know what they say, three years salary. And he's like, yo, (laughs) what? But I remember just going, okay, if I put $50 away, we put $100 away, I could theoretically buy like an engagement ring. I don't have these problems anymore. But yeah, a lot of people really just do love the finer things. And apparently it's a waste of money. Well, here's the thing, Antonio, you brought up a good point of like, you know, inherited stuff. My Nana the other day was, uh, she's talking about her stuff. She's like 90 years old. She's like, you know, who am I going to leave this and that, this, that to? She's like, who? I don't know who I'm going to give my diamond, like my wedding ring to. I mean, like your sister, you know, like obviously she'll probably get a ring from her significant other. My brother who just got engaged, jumped the gun and he already bought a ring. My other brother... Oldest brother David doesn't have a shorty right now, so like I was gonna say TikTok slow Who knows? But uh, I was low key like, <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Like eventually that's a beautiful ring, you know. Eventually, uh I'm gonna wanna get married. Plus, like you save, you know what I'm saying? You save a couple bucks. Get it you obviously gotta get it repositioned. Yeah, and, resized and, and get all it, that. like get a little ones on the sides or whatever. But rest assured you will get a gorgeous brooch. Oh yeah. <laughs> A brooch is the uh, little like little pendant thing on the side. Yeah, it's like I'm wearing a pin right now. Oh, it's upside down. I'm sorry, America. Well, but it's like it's like if it's like a like a scarab and it's got a big like jade on it and it's uh, all like yeah. Look at look at pictures of Madeline Albright. That's what they look like. Nice, but, but yeah, six forty seven a year average. And I love how they say it's the biggest waste of money. I don't think jewelry is a waste of money because if you think about the gold standard, bro. I buy always buy gold. Uh, I don't. I like silver, but uh, I love gold. I mean, gold does go up in price, but I think you guys get ripped off when you initially buy it. Oh so. yeah, they market the <laughs> hell out, like three hundred percent markup. And on top of that, they got all these cash for gold places, so it's kind of like making it look like these things are like expendable. When you buy jewelry, it's supposed to last forever, but then you got like oh, 80 bucks, eighty bucks for an engagement ring from two husbands ago. Your diamonds are a scam. Look it up. They yeah. are. The biggest <laughs> advertisement in history was that diamonds are forever in like the 60s or maybe the 50s made a whole culture shift in oh, getting yeah. diamond rings for everyone. You cut me right off because I was literally be like, I've been singing diamonds are forever for like two weeks now. The Here's diamonds the thing. Ever Here's the thing though. As much as like I, t- I took a marketing class, the whole semester was on like mainly like diamonds, the diamond industry, De Beers and all those companies. 
as much as I'm like, it's just a scam, right? Diamonds are so fresh, bro. They like are you pretty. wait, you see the way the light hits it, you're like, oh, super dope. And mind you, I gotta learn the difference because I know that you can make fake diamonds. Yeah, like plastic. Not and plastic. it's so hard to tell the difference. Uh, I, 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 sometimes I can barely tell. You gotta get those. Apart. What you gotta get those little, uh, those little jeweler's glasses, bro. Uh, uncut gems. Nah, this is the shit, rah. Oh hell yeah. Another one is, uh, I, I bet a lot of people are going to debate this. I will kind of side with it now because my lifestyle is different, is a toilet paper, TP, toilet paper. TP, baby. According to study finds, that's what it's called, Americans spend around $182 a year on toilet paper. I feel like the, I was talking, I feel like the number should be higher because if this maybe this is like absolute bare grade one ply chemical toilet paper like the paper's made of chemicals yeah i bet people spend more than that here's the thing the waste of money all right what's the alternative you should yeah, not I was gonna, gonna use say there's no real paper? alternative to that tony's like yeah i'll use my right hand baby no 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 and um, uh two up ep- uh, the last episode hype i talked about uh the joys of a bidet oh that's that just seems so uncomfortable the only dude. the only reason why americans don't use bidets is because when they were fighting in world war ii of which we won they were when they go to France and they go to the whorehouses and all the the prostitutes were like getting ready for the soldiers. They'd be using bidets like, oh, that's disgusting. And they brought that mentality back to the states where the bidet has never officially launched. But you know what? It's great for the environment and it works. I don't understand the how it works. Right? Yeah, I've never seen one. It's I, it, such Mike. Essentially, it squirts thing. water into where you, where it com- where it comes out, and it cleans. I'd it. rather toilet paper. Now, I feel like that's a little. Uh, Invasive. All right, I got two questions for Antonio. Yeah, is the water warm or is it cold? <laughs> and two, actually, two and a half questions. Two, how fast? What's the what's the pressure of it? Is it like a fire hose, like like in there, or is it like a very light breeze? Like how 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 was the water pressure? So my toilet, we got a brand new toilet when we remodeled the bathroom. Is you have a mechanism, a, a control panel. You can heat the seat. You can heat the water. You can make it warm or you can make it cold. Most people leave it warm. You can uh, change the angle of where the water goes. You can change the velocity, the pressure. So you could do fire hose or you could do like a little, <laughs> little water like fountain. Yeah. And there's the, I don't, I don't know what it's called, but I call it the drizzle where it like goes back and forward and moves around. It's got to get every single spot. And wow. then, when you're, then when you're done, you turn the fan on. And then you you wait, and then you get up and you leave, and you wash your hands. It dries you off say, too. Yeah. How does it dry you? And I guess that that's the answer. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I would like. I'm afraid to like use. Like I've never. I have not used this this the bathroom in this facility in like months. I do not blame you. Here's the thing. I did not know that it did all that. <laughs> well, mine yeah, got Bluetooth a capability, Wi-Fi, and everything. <laughs> that's sick. Because some people just have separately like a little hose that you like angle into the bowl. Oh, what? But no, not we. We top of the line. I'll invite you over to. I'll invite you over to the house sometime. Come you do try my business. It. Yeah, well, hell yeah. I'm go. I have to. I have to go to the bathroom. Let me use your house. All right. If I'm ever in the neighborhood, Antonio, today is the day. That's insane. All right. You know what? I've completely changed my mind. I'm open to using one, or at least trying it. You feel so good afterwards. Like you feel refreshed. It's like you've taken a shower. Question: Have you pranked anybody at your house yet and turned it up all the way, like velocity wise? No, I, I don't do that because I get yelled at because they know it's me. Uh-huh. I usually leave mine around at a three or four because you need the pressure to get it all out. Because I feel like if you're going at a one, like what's, what's the point? What's, what's the right. point? Might as well just get up and leave if you're going at a one. <laughs> but the only time when there's been incidents with the bidet is when we first installed it. 
we didn't know how like the nozzle would come out and start spraying. You have you have to be sitting on it. Like you can't just turn it on and it sprays into the into the tub or whatever. Oh, so it's a fa- there's a fail safe. I am pro pro bidet. We have some European listeners, and they're like, yeah, this guy knows exactly what he's talking about. I know the Europeans are probably going nuts. Like preach. And then our, our viewers from the south are like, this guy's freaking nuts, this guy. No way I'm letting a, a toilet do that to me. <laughs> Violate you real quick. Moving uh, on. Yeah, what do we got next? <laughs> uh, in honor of Valentine's Day, biggest waste of money, weddings. According to The Knot, the average American spends $33,000 on a wedding. I get where they're coming from because, I, as there are a lot of men in this room, we have no say in the matter. The most we can do is invite our family, have some input on the dinner, and maybe pick a date. Everything else, if, we, if you're if you're planning on marrying a woman, it's a, you've given carte blanche because that's that's her day. Mm-hmm. Screw like forget me, it's her day. And you know, some people, some folks, they want to have that really special day because I think we're beyond that point now in in our culture where backyard weddings are discouraged or courthouse weddings are discouraged people want to have that especially with well the millennials are getting married a lot later now but when gen z gets married i don't know what gen z is going to do when they get married but they want to have that beautiful picturesque wedding and that's the country club yeah yeah that stuff's expensive here's the thing antonio said that weddings are only for the shorty i don't agree my wedding day is going to be so lit so turned up it's going to be incredible uh, I'm going to invite almost everybody that I know. And I know, all right, I get it. Yeah, it's, it costs money for each person, each plate. But we'll budget for that, right? And uh, I want to make a grand entrance. And obviously, like, I'll take into consideration. I would like my wife to also have a grand entrance. Um, and I want I wanted to know from you guys. I've heard this before, and I don't know if it's like an, like an archaic. Are you asking us or the listeners? Yes. Well, okay. actually, uh, both, I guess. I've heard that the wife's family pays for the wedding or at least like (laughs) like she pays for a portion of it and then like the groom's family pays for like the open bar or like you know the dinner or something like that but is that true so that's like an old school thing it's situational i guess so i think back in the day it was a given Mm -hmm. like because you know back in the day i'm asking for your permission to marry your daughter and along with the permission they get to pay for the wedding because you know the old saying losing a daughter gaining a son so it's a it's a send-off like goodbye honey but i think i'm very careful how i word this the way that the mindset is now in regards to equality Mm -hmm. some people would see it as archaic to demand that the parents of the bride pay for the wedding yeah you should still give it a shot Give it a shot. No, I know what you mean. It shouldn't be expected. I just like kind of always just like a thought huge that. burden to put on parents sometimes. I yeah, feel like. yeah. Just like, hey, but I'm gonna marry your daughter. Three also, daughters. You want to pay yeah. for all this? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to, like, especially me, because I want to have this epic Shawn Michaels WrestleMania entrance where I zip line from the fucking roof with the spotlights on. This. Yeah, I already, I've already, I've already kind of mapped many it out times, in my head. Many, many but times. But you have to hire EMTs just in case I break my neck. You know, there's a lot of variables there. Keep in uh, mind, they pay for the wedding. They have final say on everything. So true. you're giving you're giving it away. But how it is now is some of them will like, we'll pay for the flowers, we'll pay for dinner, we'll pay for open bar, we'll pay for the DJ, we'll pay for some of that, we'll we'll pay for the venue. I DJ, think it's a lot like DJ that. is covered. I already got a few people I can yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think now is a lot more fair where they get to pick and choose. Right. Like and then my I, 
I, I, I pray that my parents will be around for the day, get married when I'm in my 50s. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, no, I think, uh, you know, pick and choose, and we, we pick up what's left. Tonio, you know, I just noticed you are actually holding the very next item on our list. Mm-hmm. Bottled mm-hmm. water. $100 a year. I don't think that's... I don't I, think that's accurate. I definitely spent more than that on bottled water. On bottled water. And this is according to the water project. Yeah, $100 a year per person. I don't see it as a waste because some of the, you know what I'm saying, some of the tap water in the cities, I wouldn't trust it, man. Yeah, I don't trust my tap water. Although I give it to Scooby and he's fine. So it's like, that. Uh, um, what was I going to say? I know I'm a, I'm a hypocrite right it. now. I'm like, I'm drinking bottled water right now. Poland Springs, not sponsored. But every every time I see someone like out and about drinking a bottle bottle of water, and I have like my canteen of wa- of filtered water, because that's that's the thing. Like I, I filter my water now. Like I look, I'm all like, even like when when I'm at home and people bring in like water bottles, like just the big like crates. I'm like, really? Do you really need all that? I have my thing where I fill up water. This is all I need. I don't, this, is, this is a bit ridiculous. And maybe I'm a bit resentful because in Massachusetts you can't return the water bottles for five cents. In New York you can. That's true. And actually, uh, it was last year, year before, I collected mad water, like water bottles. I probably had like 250, maybe 300 of them. And my goal, I was going to load my car up, drive down to Connecticut, cash them in. And I never did. And I think we just I threw them like in the recycling bin. I feel like the gas would be more than the, the Dude, I had the water bottles. I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm being, you know, kind of naive. I had like upwards of a thousand i don't oh, want to say but dude that. i had so many i had like seven or eight huge like 50 gallon trash bags of them like full to the and i realized after the fact that you can't crumble them up and throw them in you have they have to be like kind of intact so like i had two bags of like crushed in there i was like oh they'll oh, just so probably you, melt them down and no did so not you had work. to blow them up right you had to put your lips on them no i just ended up throwing them in the recycling bin and calling it a day better than that than the ocean that's true. What are you thinking, Mike? How, uh, people, I know, I know you've been. I want to hear what you say about water. I don't get the small water bottles. I like to get the big, like gallon or two liter waters. And I yeah. feel like that saves a little plastic. Maybe not. I, I don't know the exact measurements of plastic, but I hate when people get like those twenty-four packs of bottled water and just jam through them. I feel like that's that's uh, not super great for them. Well, these are terrible. This is for business. Yeah, and I'm business going expense. to recycle this. I hope so. And usually, people know, I usually bring a drink with me so I can wet my whistle while I talk. Yeah. Well, that's, oh, no, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I would say the biggest way to save money is to just get a water filter for your house. I'm exactly. sure most of the tap water is actually fine. We're just overstressing about exactly. it. Exactly. And you get to have one of those containers, you know, I call them canteens, but some people like aqua flasks or whatever like that. And, you know, the, they could be an extension of your own personality. We got another one. It's, uh, I wrote this down, so I had to read it in a very specific way. We got... A brand new car. The USA Today averages that the brand new car uh, averages around $40,573, and it is a waste of money. What do y'all think? A brand new car? Brand I don't see that as a waste of money. No chance, dude. Riding I, I, around the freshy whip. I disagree a little bit. I would say a brand new car, depending on the type of car, can be a waste of money, because you can definitely get a used car for cheaper that will be not more reliable because it's not new, but... It'll definitely be worth its value over, like I said before, if you drive a new car off the lot, that $40,000 car is now $35,000 probably. Cars are one of the things on this list that every single day, every single year, just go down in value. That's true. true. Especially the thing with these new cars, these brand new cars, there's no, sorry, there's no personality to them. 
they all look the same. They're all shaped the same. Like, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, they had like, ooh, they had the those, uh, I'm not a car person. But those cars back then had personality. Sexy. Yeah. These cars don't have personality. Like, when you see a Tesla, you're like, oh, cool, it's a Tesla. But you don't go, wow, a Tesla, unless you're like from the Kansas and then no one, Tesla. In, no one in their right mind in Kansas would have a Tesla. There's no point in having it. Depends on how much you drive, I think, if it makes sense. But you know what? If you can get a you can get a good car with low mileage for a low cost and only a few people were murdered in there and it still smells new, give it a shot <laughs> rather than going for the brand new car. Dun dun dun. This is very interesting. I I I I feel a bit more duped recently because uh we took part in this. They say the lottery. El lotería. Uh and Time magazine says Americans spend two hundred and twenty three dollars and four cents a year on the lottery. I need my scratchies, dude. I think it's a super waste of money. It's just a giant 50-50 raffle. Even if you win, you have to give it half back to the government anyway. So it's like, is it really worth spending all that money to probably never win? The yeah, you know, back- like astronomically It's low? the thrill of almost winning. <laughs> a couple weeks ago when we had the, you know, the bank of millions and the, also the big bucks, the Powerball, like one of them was over a billion dollars. And I literally, I sat in my room and I wrote down, okay, if I won this, how much money would I have left over? I give to the government because you have to go for the, we're talking about like we win. Go for the lump sum if you win because you don't know how long you're going to live. Because like, what if, and Mike agrees, like what if I win? Like, I don't know, who gives a shit, $58 million after taxes and then James murders me. But I go for the, 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 the monthly annuity, I, I'm gone. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. Take it while you can. But I was literally in my room going, okay, if I have this much, this money, how much can I do in a, in a, in a, I, I plan to live another 65 years. We'll divide <laughs> that by 12 and then we'll divide that for how many hours I worked. Oh, why? I make $8,000 a minute. So, you know, I don't do math. Mike's looking at me like, I'm questioning your math. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, seems I, a little high. Yeah, it's balling second, though, shit. Yeah, second math. But the point, the point being is, I don't know what the win rate is on a lot of these things. I haven't bought a scratch ticket, I don't think, in my entire life. I've played them, but I don't think I've ever bought any of them. But I get where they're coming from on how it is a thrill. Sometimes you do win, and a lot of times you don't. Nope. <laughs> I think you're better off just going to a casino, you know? Blackjack. Hell yeah. 48% Throw it all on red, of, uh, baby. You winning? Oh, that's so funny. We were Actually, that's roulette. What am I talking about? Roulette's my favorite one because that's the one I can I get. We were literally just talking about this. Uh, it's designer clothes and accessories. Now, according to Credit Donkey, uh, Americans spend... Nineteen hundred thirty-two thousand, thousand, uh, one thousand nine hundred thirty-two dollars a year on designer clothes and accessories, and apparently it's a massive waste of money. Uh, it depends who you're talking to. There's like sneakerheads out there; they'll buy exclusive shoes and they'll flip it, they'll sell it real quick and make mm-hmm. a profit. I'm not big into designer. I mean, if you're out there listening, you have one thousand nine hundred thirty-two dollars to spend on clothing. Go to massmusicradio.com slash shop and, uh, you know what I'm saying, get your whole wardrobe. Best quality clothing. That's facts. But uh, yeah, man, designer clothes, accessories. I think it's just the flex, man. People want to, they want to flex who I got the new Burberry sweater or whatever, you know. And it's a big brand thing. Everyone's just trying to say, yeah, I have this brand and it has so much value because it's just this brand. But realistically, it's it's the same piece of material as any other brand. Yeah. Literally, I could give two shits about the brand of clothes that I'm wearing as long as I'm warm and I'm mostly presentable. I inherited what my... I inherited when my grandparents moved in with us. Uh, I went through a lot of their clothes, and I found this tie that I liked that my Wubba would wear. And then my girlfriend at the time, she's like, you have a Santan Laurent necktie? I'm like, 
what? What, what, what kind of hex did you just put on me, Santal Laurent? And like, no, Santal Laurent, it's a fashion house. Well, I've never heard of it. But I've now I have now I have a Santal Laurent necktie. Please don't rob me. But um, I, I I treasure it. Not, not I, I I treasure it not because it's a Santal Laurent tie, because that tie belonged to my grandfather. Right. So that is more meaningful than the house of where it came from. Yeah, you know what I get like caught up on. I really want a Rolex, and I know it's just a watch, bro. It's just a watch. It tells time just like the rest of them. You got your phone. You don't need to yeah. uh, time anywhere else. I know, but I just like, I want one, bro. Yeah, apparently watches, very sexy. The, the watches, they, a lot of them uh, increase in value, actually. So you can yeah, invest into so. a nice Rolex. It might sell out on the day that it, like, it releases, and then wait a couple of years, make a couple bucks. Nah, man, I'd pass it down to my son. Shlomo Jr. Scooby. Imagine Scooby rocking a nice rolly. <laughs> Chews it off. Oh, like a nice pair of sunglasses. But yeah, I really, I, I literally, don't, I don't care about that stuff. And that doesn't make me less of a person. But, you know, some people really do like the flash. So they have the number one. And I'm sorry for everybody out there that according to uh, wonderaggressive.com, the biggest waste of money is cigarettes. And according to the National Cancer Institute, so they might have a bit of a bias, Americans spend $2,292 a year on cigarettes. Wow. And I will say, to my own volition, I have never bought a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, I I don't smoke either. I might have bought my friend a pack once, but that's about it. Because Um, he was sick, not because he was underage. Wow. (laughs) No, No, I'm just kidding. Not anymore. Uh, I smoked cigarettes for a while. Um... I think last time I checked, it was like 10, 11 bucks a pack, which is like, depending on how frequently you smoke, some people smoke that in a day. So it's like 10 bucks a day. What's that? $300 a month? Yeah, about $300. Yeah, $3,600 a year. That's, yeah. That's if you smoke a pack a Wait, day. Wait, 10, ti- 10 times 30? Isn't that like 3,000? No, 10 times 30 is look, 300. Look, <laughs> I do this because I don't do math. I got you, dog. That's why I did the math out. $3,600 a year. That's, just a, that's at a pack a day. Let's say you do a pack a week, cut that in the four, whatever well, it is. Well, if you plan on buying a bunch of cigarettes, you might as well buy in bulk. Right. Or make your own. Go up to New Hampshire. Do Hanch, people still yeah, do that? Go up to, to New Hampshire, get a duty-free kid. Listen, uh, yeah, it's it's essentially it's a waste of money because it's like you don't necessarily need it in your life. Like water is different. You need to drink water. But there's options, right? There's You could drink tap water. Cigarettes, you don't need to smoke cigs. But some people do. Some people are addicted. And then it also comes down to like what kind are you smoking? You get in the, the $10, $12 packs. You're going to buy your own pouch, roll it yourself, save some money. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great way to transition. How can we save money? Because a lot of these things we said, you know, whether it's fast food, toilet paper, cars, jewels, jewel, it's stuff that like, all right, we have to incorporate food. into our life. And although in certain circumstances, yeah, it could be a waste of money. But how can we how can we effectively save money in well, doing what we do? Well, you know what, Shlomo, that's a very good point you bring up because nerdwallet.com has 10 ways to save money. And the first one they recommend is switching up your cell phone plan. Really? Yeah. I, they literally like, that, that's what they say to do. I don't remember if they even like explained why, but you know, if you hop around, because I know with us young people- They're yeah, like, I, yeah, get on Cricket Wireless, dog. Yeah. $3 a month. Trust me, you'll save money. It's like word- well, no you know service. what? Oh, actually, no. That's not how that works. I was say, well, theoretically, you can go on Facebook Messenger and make a phone call. I'm like, yeah, like on like your Wi-Fi that you pay for. 
What are you thinking, Mike? Well, I think uh, a lot of saving money just comes down to cutting bad habits. Uh, cigarettes is a great example of it. Cigarettes are just a habit. If you cut that habit down, even if you just do it half as much, you just in turn save, what is it, $1,300 a year now if you spend Well, it's proposed... 1292 Is it? I don't know. How much did you say? 2600 Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, it's no, 2292 2292 so you would be at about uh 11,000 or 1152 bucks or something a year saved. Hell yeah. So if you just keep cutting bad oh, habits and some bad habits can extend into like buying clothes and jewelry sometimes, you know, if you It's true. spend a ton of money on clothes and jewelry all the time, maybe consider cutting it down a little bit just to uh increase your savings and but if you have a little bit more savings, you have a little bit more stability, you can take more risk and take better investments. You know, for the record, I did just do 30 times 10 on my calculator and I'm embarrassed. I told you, <laughs> dog. Don't don't doubt it. I, I want it. I want ever again. I feel like Kevin Malone, when it comes to money, right, like numbers, it makes sense. Anything other than that, it's like, I, it goes way over my head. Now, here's the thing. It's hard to, to cut habits, as we know. So I'm on the flip side. It's like, all right, if you got this habit, it's kind of bad. How can you... How can you make some money off of it, right? For example, if you're a drinker, right? You're drinking beers every night. Save your beer cans, bring it to the store, return them, get your mo- get some money back. So that's a way to cut into that expense. If, like you're buying jewelry, maybe find the plug, get it for low and sell it for a profit, you know, get into some jewelry. Something that's been kind of happening now is something that they recommend is bundling your cable and internet. Ah. I, now I will say, uh, well, I'll talk about cable anyway. A lot of people cutting the cord. A lot of kids, the millennials, are cutting the cords. Like they're only living off the internet. They're not buying cable. Yeah, they don't want HBO. They just want HBO Max. They don't want cin- like Cinemax. They yeah. can get. I don't know what Cinemax has. I actually did that for my mother a few years ago. She had like a different internet provider, and then we had Com like Inf- Xfinity Comcast for our cable, and. I hit up Comcast and was like, yo, how much is it like your cable and your internet? And my mom was like, I don't want a house phone. Like, she thought you needed to have the phone line with it. They're like, no, you can do the cable and the uh, internet. And it was like, I think it was a difference of like like $13 or something like that. But hey. her internet was like over $100. So I saved her like 80 to 80 something dollars. And you know, in today's age, we use the internet a lot. Facts. Yeah, I used to work for a cable company, so I... Oh, really? Yeah, I actually work for uh, Comcast, so to speak on this a little bit, every... Yeah, so say, feel free to jump in. This is yeah, very important I... information. Tell us the secrets that they don't want us to know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can, because I did sign an on disclosure, so... Uh-oh. Uh, more or less... All right. The best way to save money is just to switch companies every couple of years to get the newest best deal, and that's all I can say on it. And the, you know what? They'll want you back. So, oh, we'll cut your rate thirty percent. Yeah, something like you that. You can call them at the end of the deal and be like, "Hey, this person has a better deal. Is there any chance you want to keep me?" And if they say no, just take the other right, opportunity. Yeah, I know Comcast has mad incentives, bro. The problem with Comcast is there's a lot of areas where you just get service from Comcast. There's not other there's like no internet options, providers, yeah. so it can be a little tough in certain areas. A monopoly. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a monopoly of sorts. A lot of companies in the internet industry have monopolies because in order for them to put internet into your house, they have to dig up the roads and they have to get all sorts of permits and they have to work with the towns and the cities to. They've make all it got happen. their own turfs. Yeah, they all got their own turfs. So you sometimes... stay out of Mont- you stay out of Westwood. I'll stay out of Taunton. 
the way they get away with the monopolies though they have uh third-party services like dish network and they can be like oh you can use dish network anywhere but it's not really yeah that's one of your subsidiaries nice try another thing just a side tangent i was at a funeral like two years ago for my nana's cousin i don't know a very distant cousin a relative a relative and i i had only met this side of the family maybe once when i was a little kid so i don't really know these people that well and one of my cousins i want to say worked for comcast and he kept trying to tell me about like this program where if if i like applied and got a job as a, a lineman i think it is where like you go up you climb a telephone pole and like string lines and shit he was like, yeah, if you work for, you know, let's say three months, like you get, you get a big bonus and then he would in turn get a bonus. He was trying to like convince me to, <laughs> to apply. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, dude, this is not the right time. Like, and second of all, like I'm all set. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I got some big plans coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something that they also recommend, I think this can apply for a lot of other things, whether or not it's the right thing to do is lowering. They say specifically to lower your car payments. Refinance, baby. Yeah, refinance. And in addition, I think that can apply, like, if you're paying student loans, you could lower your student loan payments. The one downside that I can immediately foresee is if you lower your payments, it's going to take you a lot longer to pay everything back. Yeah. So I don't always agree with that. Um, Usually when you refinance, it's for the entire term of the loan you had before. So say if you had paid 12 months off of your car loan. And you refinance it to save fifty dollars more a month, and you had a five-year loan. You would then get another five-year loan, end up paying twelve more months. But if the interest rate saves you fifty dollars a month, that might in turn end up being more money saved than paying an extra twelve months of the loan. See, that's the type of knowledge we need, bro. Listen to the, listen to the professionals over here. You know what's crazy? My car, twenty fifteen Subaru Legacy, <laughs> bought it used, right, right off a of lease. My car payment is like 200 and something dollars, like 220 something. Not bad. And I was on Toyota.com today. I was just surfing around and I saw it with three grand down, which I think I put three on my car. It was like, you know, right around the same price for a brand new 2021 uh, Camry. And I'm like, oh. Are you sure it wasn't a lease? Are you sure? I think it was a lease. So you don't own the car at the end of that? No, no, no. The, the Camry would be a lease. I, I finance my car. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm getting fleeced. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I might be getting fleeced. I might go trade my car in today, although I love the Subi. So maybe not, but... We got to keep the magnet, though. Facts, yo. Antonio said earlier, he's like, yo, a lot of these new cars, there's no style to it. I would recommend going on like Vistaprint and, and printing out a magnet for your car and getting something fresh on there. Like I put mass music radio tags on my car and it stands out. People hit me up all the time. Oh, saw you in traffic. But I will say before you do that, check and make sure your door is magnetic. Cause my mother was <laughs> like, Oh, I bought four of them. My mom was like, Oh, like I'll throw one on my truck. F-150. We put it up and I don't know if her doors are plastic or whatever. It did not stick. So do your research. And you can do that at home too. Big facts. Just put a magnet right up there. Oh, it's not sticking. Something, another thing that they recommend is, I think this is actually pretty nice. It's make your own gifts. GIFs? If, no, like gift, presents. Ah, okay. <laughs> gifts. Or, or or I know I know. there's a kind of a big move to, I wouldn't, to, I think, because it's such a dirty word, to re-gift. <laughs> no, but let me explain. So, obviously, what, what's in our landfills, all like this toys and nonsense because we always want more we want brand new stuff all the time 
uh, what if we lived in a world where if we were done with something and we could just give it to someone else, then they can get pass the it off. Of it. Yeah, yeah, pass it off, pass it on, and all that. Like you can make your own gifts. Like you can make like a jar that has I, I don't freaking know like lotion <laughs> in it. That oh, re gift lotion, Antonio. No, you you make it yourself. I don't know. Oh, but like I remember this one time. It was it was actually really nice. Uh, a girlfriend of mine from the past, uh, when we were we were going our separate ways because college, uh, the semester was over, so we had to go home. One of us had to return to the greatest commonwealth of the entire uh, United States, Massachusetts, and the other one had to stay in Long Island. So I got a gift uh, from her. It was very nice. It was a mason jar filled with sand. The sand was representative of the amount of time that would pass, and there was a bunch of quotes in it from her favorite songs. And on the jar lid, there was a ring that uh, I didn't buy her, but it was one of those ladies, you know, it was one of those Celtic rings that if you wear it a specific way on a clatter ring. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I'm like 99. The Irish, the one quarter Irish of me is telling me it's called a clatter ring. Well, there you go. Well, it's it's basically if it's facing outward, you're single. But if it's facing in, uh, you're single. But if it's on the specific hand, uh, I got that back. I got that, and I thought it was a very, it was a very nice gift. And uh, make your own gifts, and maybe re-gift your own gifts, because like you know, sometimes buying new things is nice. Because like, as Michael Scott says, "I love you this many dollars worth." Facts. <laughs> but otherwise, you know, because I, I think it's like it's very sentimental if you get like a gift from like an old person, like this belonged to my father. That's true. Yeah. What, what do you guys think, think? Oh man, when it comes to making your own gift. People will say, oh, I'm not that artistic. And it's like, you don't have to paint a damn picture. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for me, I like to think of what this person really, really likes. You know what I mean? I try to I try to hit the nail right on the head. And depending on the circumstance, if it's a birthday, I try even harder. But for Christmas and stuff like that, I try for the weeks leading up. I think we talked about this on the uh, the holiday special where like I'll like listen very intently for like, oh, we maybe did. like my Nana would complain like, oh, these slippers aren't, you know, I need to get a new pair of slippers. And like, this would be like end of November. So I'm like, oh, right down the list, Nana slippers, boom. But when you need to make your own gift, I think the best thing that you could do is print a picture, a physical picture Put it in a frame. Go down to Michael's. You can even go to the dollar store. They have frames, right? Put it in a frame and give that as a gift. It's a great because, idea. Because first of all, it, it takes time. Dude. You can't just print a picture on your... Well, I guess you could on your computer on a piece you of can. paper. But go to CVS or Walgreens or whatever. Print it up. It's not that expensive. It takes a few days. 32 cents, same day. Yeah. Takes not days. sponsored. Get you, go, go and get your thing. I can guarantee that that gift, like they're going to have that. I don't want to say for the rest of time, but they're not going to get rid of it. You know, you get them like a sweater, something you didn't make or, you know, just a regular item. It doesn't mean as much as if it's like a, a hand-selected picture. Another call You're back, welcome. Another callback to the holiday special. James says that's a stupid idea. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's nodding right now. James is producing again. Uh, Mike, I know you have your you you've gotten yourself. You're able to rustle up a girlfriend. Are you ever going to make a make a gift? I don't know if she'll listen. Well, she'll probably listen to this one. You're on it. Any ideas? Yeah, you don't want to spoil <laughs> oh, it. Oh, now I'm on the spot. Uh, well, if you say them, then it could be a, a bait and switch. Like, oh, I really like the idea of printing out the picture. I, I feel like that's something that anyone could do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It, it takes a good amount of effort. 
but it doesn't take so much effort that it's like not worth doing. I, I just feel like that's, it's nice. You're not going to break the bank, dude. That's yeah. the thing. I, I'm not a bit like, like you were saying, I'm not very artistic and that's still like an idea that I could easily pull off even though I can't even like draw a stick figure. <laughs> and the thing too is like, yo, you could get one of those right nice frames. There's like certain frames that says like, I love you on the, on, the, on the side of it. Something like that or something real classy. Or on the opposite spectrum, best friends. <laughs> or if you, Mike, you want to go above and beyond, bro, you can go on like Vistaprint. Um, not sponsored. <laughs> Well, I love this, but you can go on there and then like, for example, I made Scooby calendars, 12, 13 pictures, a cover right and then 12 there. months. And you can select the picture, you can customize and make it look fresh. You can also make like little books, like photo album books. Yeah. So huh. it's like, you know, 10, 25 pictures, whatever it is. I think it's super dope. Put a little caption like, I love you. Dash. Only forever. If, yeah. Ooh. Only Dog. if you're only if you're maybe there. it's because it's Valentine's Day. I feel like Cupid right now. I'm giving free game to all you guys out there. I and feel- ladies too. Think about it like this. If if your shorty came to you and was like, I got you a gift and it's it's a like a scrapbook of all your memories together, you know what I'm saying? A nice beautiful book. I think that's a great gift. Like I'd hold on to that forever. You know, so, un- yeah. un- unless you know. unless she breaks your heart. Then it becomes a uh, firewood. Burn book. Kindling, if you will. But yeah, that's that. That's a good. Uh, that's a good bait and switch, though, because uh, my dear lady friend of a friend I just met. That's not what you're gonna get. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Oh, oh, this is very especially now because we're still in COVID, almost coming on a year. It's restricting your online shopping. It's hard to do, man. It's hard to ask people to do. You know, yeah. not a lot of people want to go out into. Uh... Like, I don't think I'll be in a Walmart probably for another five years. I already wasn't trying to go there anyway. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you won't see me up at the Walmart. I was in our Walmart very recently to get those Chromatica Oreos that I talked about in the last episode because initially it was a Walmart-only promo, and then I found they're freaking everywhere, and as I suspected, no one's buying them. Here's the thing. There's certain things that you cannot buy online. Yeah. Sneakers, yeah. for example. I need to know how they feel when I walk around, bro, how they look in the mirror. I'm not buying that online. I got to go out to the Foot Locker. Check them out. Take a lap around the building. You know what I'm saying? Do some squats. Jump around a little. See how they feel. You can't do that online. Yeah. What if they stink? Because you're buying them used. Yeah. And there's, I know there's shoe companies you can order them and then send them back. Pain in the ass. Yeah. I would say I would only buy shoes online if I were to sell them back. So I would only mm. do it if I was like reselling some like Yeezys or Air Jordans or something that may release and maybe has a a high volume of people trying to buy it and a much higher after sell. So if I were to ever buy shoes online, it would definitely have to be for resale. I would need to try them out like Shlomo said. Mike, do you buy like stupid shit online? I don't. Amazon? I don't really buy much at all. As I said earlier, I'm a very frugal spender. I really only spend money on like consumables, like food and other substances mm. I, I i gotta tell you like this is a couple of years ago the whole the, the thing with online shopping right now is cause because we all have computers on our in our pockets that you can theoretically just like oh i need pretzels and you just can get an amazon and then the drone drops it off at your house but i remember back back in the day back when i didn't have a lot of money i would be on amazon i like one of the things that i bought that i still am kind of happy about i bought well me and a lot of people split it four or five ways i bought a 
booster box of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like, you know, like if you ever bought <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh cards, there's like, if you're like, I want that one. And then they go to like the box of where all the packs are. I bought a box and I got, that's a whole nother feeling, by the way. But I remember like getting that and I remember buying like individual cards. I'm, I'm all like, well, I want that card. I want that card. I want that card. But now the way I think what, what I'm trying to, I think what they're trying to say now is like, buying stuff online is a lot easier than having to go to the store and go get it. Right. So in theory, like if you don't want to be, if you want to be, if you don't want to be lazy and you want to get the, go to the store and get it, I'm losing my train of thought here, but it's a lot easier to buy things now. And some people can just go crazy. Like I, this, there's news stories all the time of a child borrows an iPad and buys $3,000 worth of stuff to the surprise of mom and dad. That's some shit James would do back in the day. <laughs> Buy mad wrestlers or something. Don't leave your cards around, man. That's all it is. Well, my Yu-Gi-Oh Unless you cards? get hacked, bro. No, oh. no, no, like your credit cards. You get hacked, you're screwed. This, I think this would be, this would be at Mike's Alley. Uh, they say that it is important to map out your major purchases. I think that's a very important. If you're going to map out any purchase, you're probably, or at least a big purchase, you're probably financing most big purchases. You get mm-hmm. a new house, you're probably financing it over 30 years. You get a new car, you're financing it over five years. So it's important to know if you can budget that in. If you mm-hmm. don't have the money to budget that in in a couple months, you're probably not going to be able to keep that that good there thing that you just bought. So I would Facts. definitely say... The biggest thing is making sure you're financially ready to take on that big purchase burden. And that can be the same with college. College, if you're not financially ready to take on $50,000 worth of debt without knowing what you're going to do, it may be worth it to just take a year off and really find yourself and find what you want to do. Because, you know, aren't you... Facts. Are you, are Stack you, some money. Aren't you like a realtor? Or? Yeah, I do real estate. Okay, so like do you... When you're selling, when you, when you're selling a place and you kind of have a feel... Do you ever have a feeling like, this is a lot of money. I don't think this person can do it. Like, what advice would you give to them? Well, if you're selling a place, um, you're buying. If, if you're well, if you're buying a place, you first before you can even look at places, you have to get uh, agree, the mortgage has to be agreed to, and you have to go to a bank and make sure that hey, I'm financially capable of paying for this before you go around making offers at places. So you can't just go and be like. A bank might say, I can spend $600,000 on a place. Can I make an offer? That's not how it works. You have to get the mortgage, then make the offer. Well, that's crazy. I thought you could just go, and this house has three bedrooms. I'll pay 400000 <laughs> Sold yeah, the, to the guy the in the green The banks don't shirt. like losing money. No, so facts. They're, they're pretty uh It's not a strenuous. personal attack because I don't have $400,000 <laughs> for this no. crap house. Do you think it makes more sense to go with a local bank or a big bank? Uh, it depends on the interest rates. I'd say uh, big banks can sometimes have lower interest rates, but local banks may have more personability, and um, you may be able to contact them easier if you ever have a problem at a local bank. So it's a bit of a trade-off. A mm-hmm. um, lot of lot of big banks do mortgages, and they have very low interest rates because of that. So I would say if I were to go for it, I'd probably just go for a big bank. Plus, if you completely fail to pay back anything, you fail a local bank, which in effect ruins the finances of thousands of people. Ruins your whole community. So you have the I added benefit of doing that. I think they can deal with that. one or two failures, yeah. I say, if they're a bank. Um, what else? Oh, this. This right here. Something that they recommend is find discounts on entertainment. Really? There aren't. There are plenty of discounts on entertainment. Let me. Like legs and eggs over at the Foxy Lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, I literally Get a meal this. and a show all at the same time. No, I literally wrote wrote this down of like ways to save money, discounts to entertainment. Uh, back in the day when you could go to the theater and see a show, yeah, there are plenty of like things to do. Uh, how you could save some money, military discount. So vets, if you want to go see Wicked or whatever, I don't know why you'd want to. You want to take the wife, flash that military that ID, senior discount. I think it's sixty five and up. They get a discount. Student discount. If you, if I don't have it with me because I'm trying to preserve it. If you are a college student and you have a physical ID, that is your friend outside because you can get a lot of student discounts with it. Yeah, a student email can save you so much money. You they can, can sign up for yeah. so many services through just your student email and then save fifty percent on some when, of these services. When I lived in New York, I rushed like a good bit. Like I, when you rush a show, it's mean you go you go to the box office. And you get like a ticket what's left. And because I was a student, like you got money off. I rushed Cinderella and I got me and my girlfriend at the time two tickets for like 25 bucks. And we we're like in the orchestra, pretty good seats. I rushed Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. And I was in the front row and I paid like $35 in cash for a front row seat. But um, yeah, stuff like that. Group sales. Groupon, right? <laughs> With Not the sponsored. Yeah, we've been yeah. dropping mad. <laughs> you're getting it. You're getting it. With the with the group sale, how that works is like, say Shlomo wants Shit. to treat the whole all the all the wonderful hosts at Mass Music Radio, and he wants to go take us to the Lion King on Broadway. You say, "Hey, I need twenty tickets." All right, we'll get you twenty tickets. So now they will sell you those tickets at a much cheaper rate, much much cheaper rate, and you all get to sit together instead of like, "Oh, James is gonna sit upstairs and put and James up in the nosebleeds." <laughs> And the thing is, if some people don't show up, you still have the tickets, so you can sell them, flip you, them. On the, yeah, we'll be can, all right on uh, we'll be right on Causeway. Tickets can, for sale. Tickets. Here we go. There are lots of free events, like at the, the the Paramount Theater in Boston. It's right next to the Opera House. This is a true story. They were playing the movie Parasite, which at the time had just one Best Picture at the Oscars. And how that works is the Paramount is free. So my plan was I was going to go to the Paramount Theater and see Parasite for free. Uh, that, that, was, that was the plan. So always be on the lookout for free events. Finesse. Yeah. And what else? Like uh, ga- art galleries, they're usually pretty free and they have booze and cheese. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, uh, the lotteries. Uh, if you go to like a theater and what, what they would do is they would have like a I know, let's say Hamilton. Hamilton has 46 tickets that they hold for everyday lottery that they sell for $10. Hamilton tickets cost like more than $500. Damn. So they sell those seats for $10. And what you do is like how it used to work is you go to the theater, you write your name, and then they put it in a bowl. And then like 30 minutes before the show, they draw the name and then they give you the code to go out and buy the $10 tickets. Wow. It's That's great. pretty cool. It is really cool. You know, you can save uh, money on food. If you have a smartphone or any device with a camera on it, start up a food critic channel. Download the app Yelp and just become a critic. Start getting your shit going. And then eventually after, you know what I'm saying, a few months, few reviews, you pull up to a spot and say, I'm a world-renowned food critic. You'll probably get your food for free. So well, try it out. So a, are, you a, are you a food critic? I am. I'm actually undercover though. I don't like the people to know that I'm a yeah, critic. Yeah, b- because... The good food critics are always anonymous because they don't want special treatment. Hell yeah. No, I do want special treatment. Here's the thing. <laughs> you go on my Yelp page, bro. I've I've reviewed many different places and it's hilarious the picture. I used a picture from when I was in the student government my sophomore year of college. I'm wearing a suit. 
I'm standing behind a podium. I look so official. <laughs> and it's it's amazing. I haven't reviewed anything in a while because I try to do mainly positive reviews. There's been a few negative ones, but I try to go only positive because I know it can make or break a business. So there's really been nothing as of late that's blown my socks off. Maybe Pearl and Lime. Well, shout out to Pearl and Lime. But uh, yeah, man, I'm still waiting for that check. Yeah, but the thing is, if you're a food critic and they go, oh my gosh, someone goes here, you got to make the food extra good. And then you're not getting you're not getting the regular what everybody else gets. I just want to I want my own booth. You know what I'm saying? You walk up, oh, the critics here, put them in the put them in the best seat in the house. <laughs> the chef comes out, shakes your hand, like, thank you so much. The uh, food is on me today, and I'm like, yes. That's what I'm talking. That's about. when you know you made it as a that's food a, critic. Yeah, yeah. That's when you know it. Or you could realistically just say, oh my god, that's the CEO of Mass Music Radio. Give him the finest booth. Yeah, I'm with that, honestly. You know, it's funny. I just gave that piece of advice, but I probably am going to start taking that advice because we go out to eat, James will tell you, we go out to eat pretty often and uh, I want to just start reviewing some places, James. Let's do it. Get the cameras going. Mike, if you're down, man. I'm I'm always down to get a nice bite. That's the thing. Food is something that brings people together and like I said, I like to be a promoter. I don't want, we're not going to go to some shanty, you know, restaurant that's got a bad reputation. We're going to go to some fine dining and just see what it's all about. Maybe get some free food out of it. Who knows? I'm with it. That, that's one way you could save money. I know I've went off on a wicked long tangent. If you do it right, you could somehow say, well, it's a long term. Well, save. the thing is, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the thing that the, the outlet that you're reviewing for pays for the meal anyway. So you'd be getting paid to eat it that's true depending on who's the uh so publisher that is exactly it <laughs> that's exactly it and one last thing on uh discounts and entertainment that's something that i had taken advantage of is i was on the it's newsletters i was on the oh my goodness this chair i was on the telecharge newsletter and what they would do is when a new show would be opening they would send you promo codes to get cheaper to get cheaper tickets i was on the i was on the i think the first week for dr Zhivago on broadway massive flop totally flopped. sucked i liked it but it was just a massive massive flop total downer if you saw the the <laughs> original movie from the 40s that's pretty much what it is but no i was able to get discount tickets because i was in the newsletter anybody else have any ideas for discount entertainment um scalping you know what i'm saying go like right when game time the dudes who are selling tickets are like, yeah, just trying maybe to get wait rid a of couple it. innings if it's a baseball yeah game, exactly you know? show up a little late show up yeah. at halftime for yeah hockey or you know some people say uh i recommend the show uh cbc marketplace that's in canada sometimes ticket places they hold tickets until the day of and then if you just wait by the box office they'll re-release them to the public and then you'll get good seats ah uh, no, you, well, you get you you. I don't know if you get them at a discount, but you'll pay cheaper than some of the other people around. Oh, I I have seen I have seen this. Uh, sometimes on when I used to work security, when I used to work security at Boston Calling back when they used to have at City Hall Plaza, people would literally just sit outside of the gates and just and listen just to the listen music. To it? Yeah, yeah, they just listen to it. They wouldn't. They they don't care. Oh, you don't get to see Saint Vincent, but you get to listen to it. It's one way to do it, baby. Another thing. Is uh oh, this is funny. It's ordering smaller servings at restaurants. We were just talking about restaurants. I think it's a win-win. Even if you get the large serving, take it to go. Boom. I get roasted. My mom roasted me yesterday. She's like, "How come you don't get smaller coffees? You never finish your coffee." And it's like, "Yo, I spend almost all day drinking my coffee. I have a few sips here, a few sips there. They go heavy on the ice, so it stays all day. But it's like the ratio, right?" 
medium ice, caramel milk, with two creams, two sugars. That ratio, if I put that in a small coffee, it would be absurd. It'd be sweet. way too sweet, dude. It, it mm -hmm. fits perfectly for the amount of beverage in the cup. So no, I'm not compromising, at least when it comes to coffee. Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'd ever get smaller servings. I'm a bit, pretty big eater. So if I'm going to eat something, I'm definitely going to get like the largest amount. Usually it's the best bang for your buck. So mm -hmm. I, well, no, go ahead. I know a lot of restaurants will be like super expensive and give you like some really tiny serving. How about just go to a restaurant that's not as expensive and gives you a really big ser like serving? That Hell could be yeah. a way exactly. to save more money. Exactly. I like that. I agree. Well, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> What's next on the list? Next one they say is to, oh, this is very true. Make a grocery list and stick to your grocery list. I grocery shop and I say, I only need this. I only need this. Like when I went out to go prepare the food that I inevitably destroyed, I stuck to my list and I was able to like, oh, I don't need the whole pound of cheese. I don't need the whole pound of ham. I don't need that much chicken. I was able to mark it down. But sometimes, you know, you'll see two for five. Or there's deals. 10. Yeah, all those kinds deals. Of deals. You go, well, I really do. It, it really is. It's all about discipline. Like, I only came to the store for bread, yogurt, ground beef, and lettuce. That's all I need. But you really you really just then and then the supermarkets, they have the the candy by the counter. Like, are you sure you don't want a Twix? Oh, it goes off the rails if you if you smoke any uh any Mary Jane before you go into a grocery store. Because you might be like, oh, I'm here to pick up eggs and bread. And then you got to go all the way to the back of the store. And they put them on the back, yeah. like on purpose. They yeah, do that so oh, you have yeah. to walk and through the store. The thing is, depending on which aisle you choose to cut down, if you go down the chips and snacks aisle to get to the back, it's like doomsday. You're like, all right, well, I'm, I might grab some Doritos, and then you know, I, I need some. If I'm getting a loaf of bread, I might grab some new peanut butter with some jelly, and then you start just going in. So yeah, well, I try might to avoid that at yeah. all costs. All about discipline. You 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 went to the store for that, and that's all you're gonna get. I know that's hard, but you know what? If you're trying to save money, that's how it works. Facts. Uh oh, this is I, this is something that literally everyone can do. All of your coins, all of your bills, like your dollar bills, go collect them, go count them, because that's like pretty much like untapped money. I have so many Pringles cans of coins and piggy banks of coins that are just sitting there. It, it's the money's rotting. It's not being used. So it, I don't know if it's a way to save money, but it's more like what better way to utilize your money. Do you guys have a lot of like money just hanging around the house? Just laying around. Yeah. Uh, I have little spots like in my house, like in my room. And then obviously in the studio, I have uh, these little things that you can put coins in. Like there's one right over there next to the sailboat. Um, and you know, every so often if I got loose change, I'll toss it in there. Yeah, and when it gets full, I, uh, I cash it in, but I always like donate it to like one of the Chabad houses or something. Um, Cause it's just, you know, it builds up and then I, I consider it extra money. And at that point I'm like, all right, you know, I, I could, I could probably just donate this and it would make somebody's day. Yeah, avoid the coin star because they take a percentage. Go to the Quincy Credit Union, yeah, baby. Yeah, you can just bring them to banks and if you put them in the quarter rolls or any of the like duration of money rolls, you can just get them 100% for what, some you, banks, uh, what you give. Yeah, some banks just have the machine where you pour all the- Oh, uh, really? <laughs> Quincy Credit Union got a, got a machine. Yeah, I shouldn't like even say because now it was be, you know, crowding the line there. You got to wait in line. But uh, yeah, the credit union has a machine- Put it right into your account if you need to, or you can cash out and do your thing. That's awesome. Back in the day when I used to like have extra quarters, I'd have to manually put it into those yeah. little sleeves and 
Dude, we talked about uh, on a previous episode the as seen on TV things. And I wanted, and my mom got me one of those machines that you dump your coins into and it sorts it out and it puts them into the rolls. No way. Yeah, it was sick. Do you still have it to this day? No, it yeah, it worked for maybe like a month and then it just crapped the bed and I threw it in the garbage. I threw it in a dumpster. Literally, like I went to a dumpster and threw it. Was like, it was like a $12 thing, which, you know, my mom was definitely pissed, but I was like, I showed her, I'm like, this thing is not working. It would, every single time you put anything in it, it jams up. It would never stack the right amount. And uh, yeah, she ended up tossing it. But Mike's right. If you can get those little rolls, it makes it a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, find those coins, because you know what? That's your money. That's your money. Use it, you know? <laughs> it's my money, and I need it now. J.J. Woodworth. I love no, those commercials. Gosh, no. what's, the, uh, what's the last thing on our list? That was the last thing on the list, but... Beautiful. Before, yeah, but before we go, and this is what I've been wanting to say, um, for all of us, do we have any advice that we can give to our listeners on how to save money because I know we've all been like sneaking in little things, but now is the time to just go carp launch. And how how can you guys how what can we do to help you save money? I know Mike wants to jump in. I think the best thing when okay, it comes to saving okay. <laughs> saving money is you gotta create a goal for yourself. If you don't have a goal and you're just saving money endlessly, you're never really gonna be able to efficiently save money because you won't be able to cut this amount for that that goal. So it's very important to f- get a set number of how much you want to save and then try to work at that over a long period of time just to really achieve the most amount of money you can. Well, what goals can people have? I would say um, a really good savings goal is having six months of living expenses saved up. That way, if you ever lose a job or you're in a position where you maybe get injured and need to pay off money and you can't work, if you have a six-month cushion, you can pretty much save yourself from any any sort of financial troubles. And even right now, I think the statistic has gone up. There's like a large amount of Americans who can't cover a $500 emergency. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And then they throw it on a credit card and then you're not saving. You're, you're just spending so much money that you just have to pay interest on and you end up going in debt. And if you just save money, you you save yourself from becoming in debt. Anything else you got? Any any more deets? If you are saving money and it's over $10,000, I really recommend investing it into something. A stock, a currency, a property. Mass Music Radio. Mass Music Radio. Yeah, yo. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll bring it back tenfold. I promise. It's, it's very important to invest that money because if you're not investing it, you're falling victim to inflation. Every year that money loses 3% of value. Products become that. more expensive. And then on top of that, you uh, aren't making any money off it investments so it really can make all the difference even if you're just throwing it into an etf and know nothing about investing you make like eight percent a year beat out inflation make that money work for you hell Barnes yeah and Noble, that's the new thing that's just gonna go up yeah gamestop <laughs> oh my goodness Ugh. i can't necessarily give too much advice on saving money but when it comes to making money Ooh. you got to do it big man i think uh you know whether you have a side hustle or not you could very easily start one. We have the internet, the greatest thing that was ever invented. So no matter what you're you're into, if you're into video games, if you're into, let's say you love cooking like Antonio does, uh, you know, no matter what your Not your yours. interest, your hobby is, you could you could very easily get a video stream going. Start just doing it with love, with passion, and then from there just build up a brand. You know, like if you're playing video games, 
start a channel, start some merch, you know what I mean? Market yourself and, uh, you know, just go balls to the wall because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Money is just paper unless you spend it, but spend it wisely. Do what you love and the money will come. And Shlomo made that cooking argument when I was drinking water, so I couldn't defend myself. <laughs> um, some things that I want to give is, um, one, pay with cash. Why? Psychologically, and this has been, I don't know if it's been proven, but psychologically, it is difficult for us to spend money when we physically see the amount of money that we have going down. So when you're paying with a debit card or credit card, that's easy because you don't see the numbers going down. But if you have $50 and like 20s and 10s and 5s and 1s, and you see literally the amount of money leaving your wallet, that's going to make you think I should spend less. So if you want to really mess around with your brain, have some cash and like start paying the cash. Downside, uh, you get mugged. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I try not to carry cash. But psychologically, if you want to save money, that's how you, that's how you do it. Another thing that I took advantage of was uh, I have Hulu. However, I took advantage of the Black Friday Hulu plan, which was one ninety nine a month for 12 months with ads, however. So it's effectively the bitch plan. But I still get to use Hulu because, you know, a dollar ninety nine a month, I definitely pay i spend theoretically if i were to buy every episode of what yeah. i would watch i would you know do more than the 199 and it's obviously a good deal for me right hopefully around the time of december i'll cancel the plan and then if they do it again i'm in remember <laughs> to cancel because they're, they're gonna boost that up to 10 bucks a month oh, really? you know, well, i'm on that I, 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 1201 I, that's going right into i effect. think about that that'll personally bankrupt me and something else that uh, i had to do some research on now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm personally someone – It's make, I'm making it sound like it's an ad. I'm personally someone who likes to own. When I want something, I like to own it and have access, immediate access to it. But, you know, owning a lot of stuff costs a lot of money. And for long listeners of the show, people know I like to watch movies and I like to read. I have one word for you. The library. That's two words. The library is your I, I know, I know. Wait, wait, wait till I bring out these numbers. The library is one of your greatest friends as an adult because you pay for it. Everything they got, that's yours. You paid for it. The library, they got all the books you could need, they got all the movies, they got all those music you could need. It's all physical stuff. And the library has access to um discount tickets to the museums or events or art galleries and stuff like that. But I did some research and I went into my library, my account history, and I looked up what I – I'm just talking about the the movies and the books that I've read. And I found them and I wrote down their, their sticker price, their listed price. If I had bought everything that I had read and watched, how much money would I have spent? So for every book, every comic book I've ever read from – this is only from last year, from the year of – last year, 20. 19. Mm -hmm. I think I did 2019. So I would have spent $684.62 to buy all the stuff on the list of price that I would have read. Wow. That's how much money I got to save. And for the movies, if I, now the way that I budgeted it is if I bought just the regular DVD, not the Blu ray or the other four. You got to go Blu ray. Yeah. Though, but. I know. If I just bought the regular DVD and I compared that to, buying the DVD or going to see it at the movie theater. Average movie theater ticket is $9. So it would have, I saved from $288 to $368. So all, so all yeah. together in the year 2019, I saved from $973 and 62 cents 
to $1,062.52. So with all this extra money, what are you going to buy? Time. <laughs> Invest it. Yeah, yeah, invest it real quick. But no, I think it's a very serious. I think I, I really do take it seriously. So I could have bought all the stuff that I read, but I didn't. I borrowed it all and I saved a lot of money because like, especially in COVID times, money like this just doesn't come cheap. Hell yeah. So that's that's the advice that I can give on how to save money. And gents, that's how we that's how we do it. Love it. That's how we save money. And before we go, I got a fun question for all of you. Lay it on me. If money were no object... What would be your perfect day? Oh my goodness! Oof, that's a tough one. I already know what my day looks like. Yeah, feel free to shout it out. I, I I really have no idea. So I wake up in the morning. How early? Well, if I have one day from one day. Perfect day. day. It's gonna be an early morning. I'm one not day. even sleeping. I'm up at twelve oh one midnight. Right. I ride all the way down to the Four Seasons, get the penthouse, and I sleep for a few hours. You know what I'm saying get all the room service I ever wanted. And then I get up bright and early, 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. I get a limousine. Come pick me up. We go out to the Rolls-Royce dealership. We get a Rolls-Royce real quick. So then I go pick up my homies. We ride around for like maybe an hour or two. And then I'm like, all right, James, I'm going to need you to drop me off at Logan. Right? We get to Logan. Surprise, you're coming with me. We're going to Puerto Rico. Four hours later, we're in Puerto Rico. So it's also like 4 or 5 o'clock now? No, no. I mean, at this point, it'll probably be around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We take okay. the early flight. Okay, okay. So we're in PR. We get a beautiful mansion somewhere down there on Airbnb status. And then we hit the beach. We get drinks. I bring all kinds of, uh, you know, equipment, DJ equipment. And we go live from the beach. And we just send it. We have a beautiful day at the beach. Then we go back to the penthouse. And that's when the party really begins. Because secretly during the morning when we were riding around in the rolls, I was making moves. I was texting, right? I got my list of contacts, all my homies booked the flight. All of them are going to meet us for that evening. And we're having a fiesta all the way in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And it's going to be amazing. It's probably about 100 people. All, you know, say I put all in the credit card. If I had the black card, we're doing it big. And it would honestly happen on my birthday. That's when I would do it. So that's a perfect day? That's a perfect day. Cha-ching. Jeez, that sounds like a perfect day for me, too. Hell, yeah, I might bro. just join you for that perfect Dude, day. I know, <laughs> I know my list. I'm thinking, oh, man, my perfect day sucks in comparison because it literally was around the same thing. I would, really, I would literally just want to do what you did and like start off in the hotel, have breakfast come to me, and then I just like I would love to get a nice just full full body massage, just completely relaxed. Oh, I forgot about the massage. I want to get a nice just tailored suit, mm. go to lunch. And do some, oh God, I really, because there's, uh, there's stuff that I want to do. I want to have like a nice dinner. I want to have like a nice family get together. I miss my family. I haven't seen my family since like co- before COVID. Right. I want to get like my whole, the whole, oh, the Akawellis and the Aguillos together and we're all chilling and then I can have all my mass music radio friends come together and then I'd love to go back at night. I, I would literally just not stop eating. It would literally be like Victorian era, just like eating like a small thing every hour. That's awesome. God, I, oh, God, I have no idea. And just, just have a nice relaxing night and just, just have like, oh my God. I, relaxing. Like, it's the complete opposite. We're getting wild, bro. We're getting nu- We're going nuts down in PR. The whole team is there. Scooby will obviously be there. You know that. He's sleeping. But yeah, he'll he'll be down there. 
I have a nice, just just good fittings. Just have a new, new, new change of clothes every Looking hour. Good. I forgot the suit aspect. Yeah, we got to go to. You know what I'm saying we'll go to the men's warehouse or something. Mike, what's your uh, ideal day looking like? Money is no object. Jeez, those those two days are tough to beat. I would, I'd probably do the hotel move as well. You got to start gotta, off in the. You got to start off with that room service in the morning. You mm-hmm. know, just having a nice fun fun wake up. Then I'd probably go to like a really nice place in Boston to grab breakfast. Um, if I'm thinking about time, I, I don't know if I want to travel anywhere. I, on a perfect Stay day, I don't know if traveling is the look. I know. Even, I'm all I'm Maybe all if we took like a private the jet. The PJ, yeah. That might be the move. Take a private jet as fast as one can go to uh, maybe a- You don't want to go too far. That's why I said PR is four hours that's flat. A, that's so a great like, spot. I, I feel like somewhere where it's like a couple hours, you can get there quick, beautiful island, and just throw the biggest party possible. That's what I'm talking that, about. That is as simple as it gets, you know? Just- Throw out all the stops, get all the all the booze, all the oh, fun yeah. party stuff. Now, from what it sounds like, all three of us, there's two words that's all surrounded with love oh. <laughs> and luxury. Yes. That's what it's all about, baby. And then if you flip it, luxurious love. I would love a beautiful woman to accompany me with it. Accompany me on this particular day. Oh, we'll ab- get there. Of course. Oh, absolutely not. They had their chance. Oh, it's they totally had heel. their chance. <laughs> That's awesome. And then midnight happens, and then, all right, sir, here's the bill. Yo. <laughs> It'd be full Cinderella moment. Oh, bye. Record spin. Uh, <laughs> what? This is how the day's free. <laughs> Just drop the bill. Right. Uh, I'd be running out of there. And uh, before we go, uh, obviously, we have to do our recommendations. Mm-hmm. So before we go, uh, what sort of recommendations do we have to give to our listeners and again to our listeners if money were no object what would your uh, perfect day be like originally my original answer was going to be i wanted to live the life of larry david just have a nice gorgeous <laughs> house and they just go off and around and then have like a dinner party like every single night i'll be at the country club with my friends so I, uh, that being said i want to recommend one of my favorite shows of all time it's curb your enthusiasm yes. oh, great on hbo and currently hbo max Love it, love it, love it. It's hilarious. If you love Seinfeld, this goes above and beyond Seinfeld because there's a lot of swearing. They get to tackle a lot of things that Seinfeld never could because, you know, NBC and HBO, big difference. Uh, Some of my favorite episodes are The Ski Lift. I love The Black Swan. Oh, there's so many freaking great episodes that I love. I literally had them all in my head of my favorite episodes, but there really are just so many fantastic ones. When Larry's in The Producers, when... Larry like takes a pin, not a pin, what the toothpick and stabs Ben Stiller in the eye. That stuff was funny, <laughs> but no, Curb Enthusiasm is fantastic, fantastic show, and that's something that I recommend. And again, I will invite again, Larry David, come on our show, dude. Happy Larry, if you're listening, man, come to Boston. I will, uh, I'll pick you up personally from the airport, me and Scoob, and we'll go to the studio. We'll have a wonderful time, and he can, we can listen to a complaint the whole time. Yeah, it's cold, too cold out here. What's a, uh, you got any recommendations, Mike? Yeah, I definitely got some recommendations, uh, especially to go on to the topic of savings and uh, also investing. I would say one of my favorite YouTubers for um, investing or real estate, also he talks a lot about um, the upcoming stimulus bills, really keeps everyone financially aware. It's a YouTuber called Meet Kevin. Um, does daily videos, all sorts of real estate, finance, any kind of stock tips you may like. Uh, another person that I would recommend who does uh, Twitch TV, live streaming, 
usually I think he does it like uh, nine to five every day. He's he's always oh, wow. on. It's uh the stock guy, and uh, he's probably the biggest stock streamer on Twitch. And I think both of them have a really good takes, and uh, you can learn a lot about investing by listening to them. And the other one on Twitch, what was it? The stock guy. Okay. Pretty generic name. Definitely look it up because uh, don't go down the browse page. We we recently launched a Twitch account for Mass Music Radio. Wow. And so I'm checking it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what's going on on Twitch? And uh, yeah, there's a lot of shenanigans on Twitch. Yeah, we're late to the party. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to get too much of this. Episode. We're watching some videos. There's DJ Party Time, who's uh, insane. Absolute good vibes. Uh, there was this girl who was stretching for four hours. I like I saw, I clicked on it. It said four hours and some change. Just literally laying in bed just stretching. Going, eh, no, like laying on her side, you know. I put air quotes stretching, but there's a lot of interesting stuff. You can get lost on Twitch. Uh, but if you're on Twitch, follow his boy. Follow Mass Music Radio. You know what I'm saying? Got to get our plug in there. Uh, recommendations. The last two or three episodes, I've recommended the same exact thing, you which did. was Kitchen <laughs> Nightmares, Gordon Ramsay. Um, but today I'm not going to recommend that. Oh, because it not. sucks. No, okay. no, the show is still incredible. Uh, but I will continue down my wormhole of YouTube recommendations. I recently started watching these, I shouldn't say watching, I listened to these, uh, ambient noise like sleep time things like 10 hour loops of like 538 hertz which is like a it's a very specific frequency yeah that like i put it on and it's just like the background it's like sometimes the starry night and like it's kind of like a gif where like it slowly moves but i'll throw it on and it's just like it's it's a good uh soundtrack to meditate to if that makes sense like i don't meditate too often no but the last like two weeks i've been throwing it on right before i go to bed and it's like it kind of helps me free my distractions because i used to just put on kitchen nightmares and i'd i'd watch a show and kind of fall asleep and then wake up at like three in the morning to just go <laughs> you know I'd, I'd roll over looking gordon's ranch just reaming yeah. somebody what was he yelling <laughs> and i start laughing but it's like now i i just you know i put that on and uh you can look it up on youtube like 538 hertz uh, you know, 10 hour loop or seven hour, whatever it is. And it's just like, it's very peaceful. It's a great way to, to A, fall asleep, great way to wake up. And I don't know, man, it's giving me good energy because there's certain frequencies. There's like the God tone. There's the love tone, which is 432 hertz say. or something like that. Look it up. It's very interesting. There's like audio therapy. I started like really diving into that. But, um, oh, never mind. yeah, I recommend doing some, uh, some meditation. I guess that's the, the, the point of all of that. Because I'm having a lot of clarity lately, and I want to attribute it to meditating. That's so crazy. I was looking up the day when this is supposed to come out, and apparently it's uh, National Women's History Month. So shout out to Shirley Chisholm. Ah. We love, Sh we love Shirley Chisholm. <laughs> well, we do love Shirley Chisholm. And before we go, let's uh, give our, our promotions out uh, before we go. Um of course, you can check out the Mass Music Radio shop, right, Shlomo? Yes, sir. MassMusicRadio.com slash shop. All kinds of goodies. We got t-shirts. We got hats. We got hoodies, tote bags, backpacks, everything you could ever want and need. We got it in the store. Also, 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 if you're in the New England area, preferably greater Boston, do you want to start a podcast? Hmm. Well, you could be like us. How can they do that, Shlomo? They can hit us up. Any of our uh, social medias. You can also go on the website. We have a form you can fill out if you're looking to start a podcast. 
and we'll get it going. You know, there's a, there's a lot of joy that podcast has brought me. Podcasting has brought me in my life. Yes. And uh, one, of my, one of my favorite parts, obviously producing shows and being on shows is fun, but I really enjoy helping other people produce programs. Highly Optimized, Heels Turn, Steel and Naz, uh, Remember When in the 2010s. There's so many great shows. And uh, yeah, we definitely love to expand our network and help you you know what i'm saying get your show running we have james now on the uh on the boards running the audio today so you know what i'm saying as he progresses as antonio progresses as i progress the shows are only going to be getting better and better so if you'd like to start a podcast or if you've ever thought about starting a podcast please reach out we'll uh you know what i'm saying we'll set set a time we'll talk and hopefully we can help you get things rolling also if you need a production consultant you know how to find me yes sir don't you guys have a morning show as well? Yeah. Speaking of promotions, we'll plug the morning show. It's uh, Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. every single weekday. And uh, brand new episodes, myself, Jimmy from the Q, DJ Famous Seamus, DJ Criss Cross, Jake Liberty. And oftentimes we have guests on the morning show segments. Our main topics come in. You never know who could be on the show. But uh, it's all good fun. Great music good vibes check it out we're streaming on all platforms too in case you don't get to see the show live and stay tuned we're actually working on getting a simulcast whoa which if you guys aren't familiar it's essentially a simultaneous broadcast where we're obviously we have our audio up and running but we're trying to work on getting our video production element running as well so stay tuned in the next few months we have a few producers coming on to help us and uh yeah and just trying to grow the uh grow the brand I know Mike is itching to say something. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast. I've oh, had a thank ton you of... for coming. Uh, did you have a good time? Yeah, I've had a ton of fun today. Uh, I don't really have anything really to shout out. I don't use social media too much, but uh, see, I do that, real estate. a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I should do more of it, but uh, I do real estate in Boston. And um, if you're ever looking to find a place. Residential, you know, commercial, both? Uh, I mostly do like leasing. So I can also do. If you need a spot in town, come see our boy Mike. He will get you the most beautiful, lavish place in your budget that you could ever dream of. And with very few You like that? How's that for an ad? (laughs) That was great. We'll get it going. I'll try my best to do that. He will. He will try his absolute hardest. I can guarantee it. I'll put it all on the line. Because he's fighting for you. And uh, before we go, I know last episode, this was kind of the cliffhanger. Literally right after we shot the hype. Uh, we went to Pro and Lime, and James had a good time. Right, James? Yes, we need to follow up. If you uh, listened to our last episode, I recommended a very beautiful place in Quincy Center, Pearl and Lime. And I faced a lot of backlash, Mike. I faced really? scrutiny because for I went with Chris, DJ Chris Cross, on a Saturday. The following Monday, I'm hyping it up all weekend. This is not even the few days. This is the following week. I'm telling Seamus and James, man, this place is fantastic. We pull up, come to find out, closed on Mondays. Okay, that's that. Tuesday rolls around, same thing. We're going to go get some pearl and lime. Come to find out, doesn't open until 4.30, 4 o'clock. It's pretty late for a restaurant. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, so, I, you know, a few days later, the following episode, right, on that Sunday... I recommend going there again. And James over here, he was doubtful. He's like, you know, this place is kind of, I don't know, man. They're not, like you said, why, why is it open so late? He had all these questions. 
Within five minutes of being in this place, let me tell you, James says, this is the best restaurant I've ever been to. Smile on his face. Legit, we weren't even there for five minutes. Dancing. We talking how wonderful it was. So anybody out there who's listening who had any questions about Pearl and Lime, I will answer them. It is fantastic. Please go check it out. Maybe we'll get them on the maybe we'll get them on the morning show because they're not open until four o'clock. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Actually, we met the chef and we had a wonderful time, wonderful talk. We, you know, what I'm saying there's some things in the works. Maybe we'll get that food critic show going. Bring some cameras, go into the kitchen, see how things are done. I'll get on my Ramsey shit and go into the freezer. Like, is this fresh? Is this fresh food? Is this frozen? You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, I'll really uh, do my investigative journalism. You're going to get us barred from every single restaurant because they're going to be like, oh, we uh-huh. don't want them coming to our restaurant. On the contrary, I think our ratings will bring them through the roof. The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. And with that, I want to shout out to Scooby-Doo one time. My beautiful, beautiful dog, Scooby-Doo. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode of MMR Talks, you can listen to all the past episodes of MMR Talks. We are we had one season already done. It was a fantastic season, and we are now on our fourth episode, and we got plenty more coming. So you can listen to us live on Mass Music Radio on Tuesdays at one and seven o'clock, or you can listen to us anytime you'd like, wherever your favorite podcasts are. And with that, gentlemen. I thank you for coming in on this most lovely of Valentine's Days, which sucks, I'm kidding. And uh, thank you guys for coming. I hope you all had fun. And to all of you, thank you for listening in. Follow us on at Mass Music Radio on Instagram and all of our social medias, and we'll see you next time. Gene, that's got the hook up.